Welcome back to Be Great With Nate, the podcast that trains you to master your mind, body, and emotions to help you take complete control of your life. I'm your host, your coach, Nate Ortiz. I'm enthusiastic about teaching you how to manage your health and mindset while you pursue your goals in life. My goal is to clear your confusion regarding the body, mind, and life itself. If you want to learn how to become the best version of yourself, then you're going to want to stick around. In today's podcast, we're going to go over seven ways on how to get back on track after failing. If you're someone who had a goal in 2022 or just in the last couple of years and you have not accomplished that goal, today I'm going to teach you on how to get back on track. See, Thanksgiving just passed. A lot of you had this new, probably had some nutrition goals, weight loss goals, you know, um, fitness goals, wellness goals. And you'll notice that you get off track during the holiday season. You get off track, you know, throughout the year alone. So, and today I'm going to teach you seven ways on how to get back on track after failing a goal or a dream. Before we get into this beautiful podcast, I just want to make sure I have a nice, beautiful message for all of you. I think it's only fair that I uh, tell you about this because I just told TikTok yesterday. It was just something I did out of the blue. Uh, my team and I are going to be doing a workshop the end of February on the Hudson River in the New York City um, area. And it's going to be a two-day workshop. But right now we're going to do a special as you, as if you've been listening to me, you've been knowing that I've been building the Be Great Renate Academy. It's going to be an academy with all my teaching, all my coaching, where we all come together as a community where I can help people from all over the world. I've also been creating something called Dream to Green program for coaches, teaching you how to create content, how to convert clients, how to build a business from doing what you love. You can be a yoga teacher, a personal trainer. Reiki master, whatever it is, I'll teach you the steps that I took to get to where I'm at. And I teach you how to do everything at the same time. Well, I'm doing a special. I'm going to be doing a special. So you'll get all three of them for the price of one. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but I just did it spontaneous yesterday. And half of our seats are already taken up for an event on February 24th and 25th of 2023. So if you are interested in that, Email me and my team at nate at begreatwithnate.com. Nate at begreatwithnate.com. It will be in the description. And what we'll do is send over your name, location, and phone number. That's it. Name, location, phone number. And I'm going to be calling you, me. I'm going to call you to see if it's a good fit for both of us. And if it is, then you'll be coming along and you'll be granted all three for the price of one. The Be Great Renate Academy launches in about two weeks. So you'll, as soon as it launches, you'll have full access to it. Okay, so let's get back into the podcast. So seven ways on how you can get back on track after failing a goal or a dream. Step number one, first, you need to forget the old version of yourself. I understand that you used to be a certain way and you are no longer that person. Instead of obsessing on the old version of ourselves, we need to take a step forward and create an image of who we're becoming instead of who we used to be. You see, most of the time when I'm working with a client, a new client, or even myself, right? The first thing I see our brains do is immediately compare to what we used to do and who we used to be and how we used to be able to do these things. But one thing that we don't take into consideration is have the empathy and compassion of how our lives are more likely more stressful today than it was a couple years ago. You see what I'm saying? So 
if you're someone that, you know, says, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, I used to go to the gym. I used to lose weight really fast. I used to go do this. My digestion never was a problem. I used to always, I used to lose weight fast. You know, my metabolism was so, and then, you know, instead of beating yourself up, of saying, oh my God, I can't do these things. Instead, think about how your life is different. You may have kids today. You may have more work today. You may have more um, um, responsibilities with overhead and bills today. You see what I'm saying? So the first thing we need to do at any time we continue to think about the old version of ourselves, it makes us sad that we're not doing those things. And then we start beating ourselves up. When we start beating ourselves up, you have to understand, since you're thinking about the past and you're beating yourself up at the present, since you're not doing nothing efficient at the present, you repeat the past of getting the same result that you got yesterday, today. So yesterday becomes tomorrow. You see that? So the subconscious mind works off emotion and vision, imagination, and belief. And I'm going to be bringing you through a couple of those today. If we can make an image of who we want to become, we can avoid failing and falling into the nasty cycle of repeating old habits and getting the same results. So like I said, more you think about the old version of you, the more you continue to go back and beat yourself up, the more that makes your your emotions feeling sad. And then the inspiration, and then usually low energy or low vibration is associated with fear and negativity, not positivity and faith. So you'll be working subconsciously out of a negative vibe. And then you'll repeat negative patterns, which creates a negative subconscious mind. So the second step, so the first step is we got to get rid of the old version of ourselves. Let's create a new image of who we want to become. So yeah, you used to be lean or you used to have great digestion or you used to be really, you know, inspiring or you used to have a lot of energy. Cool. Now, the person that we're about to become is a better version of the old you. Let's think about it like that. You know, I was very upfront with a lot of people. I just did two big podcasts. I went to uh, Miami and did part two with Sahara Rose. And, um, you know, I think that podcast is coming out mid-December, end of December, as far as I know. And if you're on my email list uh, on my tribe, I'll send out an email and update you when that podcast comes out. But on that podcast, I get really personal and I share some things, right? Like, because I'm a very honest person. The last thing I want to do is come behind this microphone and act like I'm perfect. My, I'm only who I am today because of being real to myself, right? I'm only in, in competition with myself every day. So I had this obsession too. When I went to Los Angeles in 2020, I was, I was like 9% body fat, 10% body fat. I was shredded, right? I worked my butt off for two years to get to that point. And then my gym closed down. I had to start all over in 2020 in Los Angeles from the, sh from the start. I had to start over. I had to build a business during a pandemic. I'm like, how am I going to do this? So I just lost my gym. I never moved out of my apartment. We end up moving out of the apartment over Zoom. So I had strangers moving my stuff when I'm on Zoom. See what I'm saying? So as I'm sitting there in Los Angeles, I went through like a little depression. And then my weight started going up. They closed the gym, right? They closed all the gyms. You couldn't really get into, uh, uh, you couldn't go outside. There were so many restrictions. And... um you know, I was beating myself up because I gained like seven pounds. I gained like 15 pounds. And I'm like, yo, I'm gaining weight. And I was so busy and beating myself up on how I used to look. Even after a month or two of being there, that repeating that pattern 
just made me gain more weight. So I was like, you know what? Let me just, let me create, like, uh, let me try to just build muscle while I'm gaining weight. So I did build muscle, but I did not seek the results that I wanted with my body. Actually, I made it worse. But at the same time of doing that, I also had to learn how to forgive myself. And that's going to be number two. I didn't learn how to forgive myself. I was so hard on myself of like, you should be doing this and I can't believe this. But man, I just had to move across country. I had to lose my, I lost my gym. I lost my apartment, you know, in the middle of the pandemic. I didn't even get to say goodbye to my neighbors or my clients in, in New York. It happened so fast. And I had to become so positive about it that I had to overcome those emotions and look on to the next thing of building another business, which I did very successfully. But I, I came with consequences of gaining weight and things like that. So recently, I had to learn how to forgive myself. So that's number two, forgiving ourselves. We all need to learn what makes and what works for us and what doesn't. In order for us to really understand what success is, we really need to know what failing is. It's the polarity. Consciousness is created off polarities. You don't know what hot is until you know what cold is. You don't know what cold is until you know what hot is. You don't know what good is until you know what bad is, et cetera. So what I'm saying here is that we need to have, you understand that everything has a polarity to it, okay? So instead of obsessing on the old version of ourselves and then beating ourselves up on what we used to do, we need to, let's have a different perspective for us to understand what success is. We need to experience failure, right? What makes us conscious of success is we need to experience the polarity of failing. Failing teaches us what we didn't what didn't work, and what not to do again. Okay, you know what? I've learned this and this and this, but I'm learning that as I'm learning what's working and what's not working, then you're able to niche down to a routine, a formula that gives you the best chances to succeed. Ah, see that? So what you'll start learning is, as you start to learn on what, oh man, you know what? That didn't work. I didn't succeed. Oh, I didn't. Do, but then you start to learn why. And then, then you learn tricks of like, okay, I can't take that route no more. I have to, I have to do something different. I have to do something different. I have to do something different. So you can sit uh, consistently changing the way, the steps, the formula, the routine that's not working. And then you're adding on what can work. And then you're adding and subtracting, adding, subtracting, and you create a routine and formula that gives you the best chances to succeed. So after creating an image in your mind, and then after forgiving yourself, number three is make a simple organized plan. Take your time without overwhelming yourself trying to do too much. When you do too much, it's very, very overwhelming. Sometimes I get a client and they're like, all right, I want to be a coach, Nate, but I need to fix my digestion. I need to fix my back pain. I need to do this. But, and that's okay. And then as I go to speak, they go, but I don't understand how I'm going to get a million followers. And then how can I quit my job? When I, I'm like, listen, you're, you're jumping the gun. You know, there's a quote or a saying that goes, you can't eat the elephant at once. You got to eat the elephant at piece by piece because when you try to think about the how and how fast I can do it, this causes a freeze response. This response is more of doing nothing because there's too much on your plate and a lack of repetition towards the new you. So when there's too much on your plate and you cause a freeze and you don't get nothing done, there's two things that happen. You get a lack of repetition and repetition is needed to create a new subconscious, a new habit. And then number two, since you're not doing anything of action, you're not building confidence. So usually you see this person stuck in the wizard archetype. 
they continue to research, they continue to read, they continue to buy courses, but they ne never actually take action because the lack of repetition does not build the confidence. Lack of repetition also will create doubt because you have no experience. Okay? So the first thing we need to do is make a simple plan, right? If you want to lose 30 pounds, start off by aiming to lose two pounds. When you lose two pounds, good job. Now let's go for four. Start breaking it down to be very, very simple. And as soon as you start to do that, you get wins throughout the week. And then those, you know, come, you know, if you add those up over time, then you'll start to see a 30, 40 pound weight loss. Number four, another thing for making, hold on, I want to get back to number three. Number three also goes by if you're building a business, start off simple. Instead of thinking about how you're going to get a whole living, focus on getting one client. And giving that client the best value of coaching and services you can never give them. Start off with one. If you want to fix your digestion, make it simple. Track everything that you eat. See what's causing reactions. Journal it, etc. Make things simple, okay? Please do not overwhelm yourself. And then when you master those little steps, then you go on to the next step. Then you go on to the next step. Number four, I want you to start to act as if you already have the goal that you want. Bob Proctor speaks about the power of your imagination, how the subconscious mind works. If you want to know more about this step, look up Bob Proctor, B-O-B-P-R-O-C-T-O-R, Bob Proctor. The mind doesn't have a preference for what to believe. Instead, it will believe anything you consistently think of. So start to use your imagination as if you already have the things that you're aiming for. So that also kind of reflects back on the first thing I told you about step number one. And as you think about it, if you start to believe or start to act as the person that you want to act, I mean, that you want to become, the subconscious mind will start accepting this. I'm telling you right now, this is one of the truest things that I've ever seen in my life. I've done this a thousand times. In 20, last year, no, a couple months ago, this is a true story, Okay. I was driving to go get coffee and my sub, my intuition, and it sounds like a, you know, a story because I'm going to tell another story in another podcast about this. So please make sure you look out to that next story. Don't believe the hype. Okay. But I was living in Los Angeles and I remember I was going through this change in my life where something was telling me intuitively, you know, I just had to make a couple of changes. Right. And I'm at this red light and I'm driving. And for some reason, the Mercedes S-Class was just speaking to me. This S-Class was just talking to me. This S-Class was just like, and, you know, I would just drive by it. And, you know, my, my dream car was always a, a G-Wagon since I was a kid. I just love the shape. I don't know what it is about it. But as I, I'm six foot three, a lot of people think I'm small or short. I don't know why, but I'm a big dude. I'm six three. And I try to get in a G-Wagon. It's really kind of like uh, small for me compared to like the S class. So long story short, I'm sitting there and um, I had this big meeting with a client and this client was a, you know, a multimillionaire client. And this is a true story. I cannot make this up. This client was a, uh, uh, a referral. So one of my other clients, who's a very successful person was like, look, Nate, I know you're going to be able to help this person. Um, I want you, can you visit them? They're expecting you to come at this time and this time. 
So this person is known to be a really hardworking person who really doesn't have social media because so he doesn't know how I look. He doesn't know anything about me. So I drive to his house and he had this house in uh, Calabasas that was all the way up. Like he had his own like mountain and everything. It was like a it was right before the um, the uh, Malibu Canyon. And I'm driving up there and I'm like, yo, this is this house is like really segregated. Right. So I'm driving up there at the time. I brought me a, a 2016 Chevrolet pickup truck um, because I I wanted to put my dogs in the car, right, in the back of the car. And, um, you know, the, the pickup truck was something that I'm like, if I ever go back to the East Coast, I, you know, I have a pickup truck or whatever. So I have my assistant, and my assistant, his name is Joe. Joe is Mexican and Peruvian. If you look at me, I am uh, biracial. I'm half black and half white. And, but I look Puerto Rican and Dominican, right? And I'm telling you this for a reason. So when we're driving up, um, we get to the man's house and I ring the doorbell. And uh, the guy comes out from the side gate and he was so confused. And he's like, how how can I help you? And I'm like, hi, how are you? I'm here because we have an appointment. And I'm like, I'm Nate. And he's like, no, man, sorry. This is a true story. No man, sorry. We're good. We we have a gardener. And I was like, whoa. He's like, we have a gardener already. And he went to go turn around, go back in the house. I was like, hey, hey, hey. He's like, yeah. I said, I'm Nate. Like, I was referred by your friend, and I said the friend's name. He goes, oh, you're Nate, like the the wellness guy. I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh my god, I'm so sorry, Nate. Oh, dude, I am so sorry. I saw the pickup truck, you know, I saw you two guys. I, I wasn't, I, I'm so sorry. And um, we proceeded to go. We had a meeting with him and, you know, this was a big client, right? This is a big deal for me. But I'm going to tell you the truth. 70% of my mind was not present when I was talking to this guy. Something was, I, I felt very off. And I got in the car and I said to myself, in this were a world, it's the truth, right? It can be sad or whatever the case may be, but presentation is everything. And that was the moment when I said to myself, I need to start acting like one of the biggest coaches in the world. So that day, I made a conscious decision to no longer pull up to people's houses with, you know, a, uh, uh, just a regular hoodie and like, and, you know, some nice sweats, you know, I wear Lululemon pants and, you know, a nice attire, but I need to dress a little more like collar shirt. And I need to get, I need to get a car that represents me as well. So that day I drove my pickup truck to the Mercedes dealership and I brought me an S class with the executive package. So from that day on, I started acting like I was already a multimillionaire. This was a couple months ago. I cannot make this up, guys. I'm telling you the truth. I got into the car, I brought, and, when I, and, I, and I visioned it. And what we did is the guy wanted me to drive the car. And I said, hey, do me a favor. I'm going to drive the car, but halfway I'm going to stop. You're going to drive the car. I want to sit in the back. The, the back has like a Maybach uh, seating. Because I visioned I'm going to start taking clients and picking clients up and working with clients in the back of this car and coaching clients while I pick them up from the airport and we drive to the hotel. If you guys know LA, LA can be an hour traffic, two hour traffic. 
So what I did is I went, I made my way to the airport. I mean, uh, to the dealership. We drove the car. We went around the block. And as we went around the block, we paused. And as we paused, I got out the car, went to the back. And my assistant and I are in the back. And he's laughing at me. He's like, yo, you're crazy. And I said, Joe, I'm going to buy this car. The only thing I need to do is make about $7,000 this year to be able to cover my expenses for this car. And I'm already seeing that in my, I have no proof. I have nothing, but I'm like, I, I can see myself making that happen. We go back to dealership. I close out on the deal. I buy the Mercedes. I'm, I cannot make this up. 24 hours later, I get contacted by a client that I was trying to manifest for like the last six, seven months. I saw this client all over the internet that was having problems losing weight. He's really famous. I have no connections to this guy at all. And then he reached out to me out of nowhere. Like, yo, I listened to your podcast. I'm blown away by your knowledge. Can you come to my house? Can we meet? I said, yeah. And I end up going to this person's house. And I was able to go in my Mercedes and his house was in Beverly Hills. And as I pull up to his house, I get out the car. I come to him dressed with the collar shirt, still like, you know, nice Lululemon pants, just a proper collar shirt, you know, some nice shoes. And um, I pulled up to his house and he said, hey, man, I'm telling you right now, I knew you the real deal since going on your, you know, listening to your work and doing this and that. but." The way you just pulled up to my house and came out the car, I know you mean business. And it makes me more confident to want to work with you. I swear to God that he said that. I can drop that tomorrow. I, I promise you right now, this man told me this. In that month alone, I made about $20,000 from business after closing deals just going in my car. I cannot make that up. So why am I telling you that? I had to start to act as if the person I want to become already. Sometimes that's what you're really missing. When you talk on, you talk to people on the phone, when you go to the, whatever the case may be, you got to start acting as if you're that person already. Right? And practice it, of course. Don't, don't be a faker. I'm saying I was doing all the things I was doing. I was willing, but I just, I was missing the piece of actually acting like it. Right, I had all the tools, but I'm like, oh, oh, I wasn't acting like it. Sometimes I could be extremely humble where I'm not acting like it. And sometimes it's, it's needed. So act as if the person you want to become already. Start by using your imagination as if you already have the things you're aiming for. Now, there's going to be a podcast I make about don't believe the hype, about expensive cars, expensive houses. And I'll be making that podcast because a lot of you – if that's what you're aiming for, don't aim. That's not, I used it as a tool, guys. I did not, I come from nothing. I come from hotels, homelessness. Don't believe the hype. And I'll make a, I'm going to make a podcast about that. So be patient. Number five, be patient and persistent. Nothing happens overnight. Enjoy the journey. There are going to be highs and lows. When the lows come, use your wisdom of understanding that this will pass. But take advantage to see what you can learn during the low moments. Yesterday, I was having a really, I've been having a really crazy month and uh, just a lot of things, you know, I, you know, I just, to be quite honest, I just moved cross country. I had to move three dogs across country. I had moved cars across country. 
I had a big issue with the moving company. They damaged my new home. Um, it's just been a really, really rough couple months, right? And um, so I've been feeling a little stress out. And as I've been on the couch, and I was on the couch yesterday, I'm drinking my coffee in the morning. And I, I like to watch something educational. One of my old YouTube videos came up. You can check out my old YouTube videos to see how far I've come in three, four years. And hopefully it inspires you to want to be the best version of yourself. It's called the Love Across the Hudson. Love Across the Hudson. It's on YouTube. My girlfriend and I made it. We talked about having dreams when we were broke, had no money, and just, you know, and showed you we're not going clubbing. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. So I was sitting on the couch yesterday and I saw this one video of me, of my car breaking down. And then after fixing the car from breaking down, the bumper came off. And then I pulled over on the highway and I tied, I took my shoestring off my shoe and I tied the bumper right back on and tying up, you know, hope, hoping that stood. And um, I'm looking at that video and I saw how much of a struggle I was going through. And I'm sitting in my, you know, my new house and I have my dream girl, I have my dream car, I have my dream job. And I'm sitting there saying, wow, dude, you know, that was a real low moment for you and you got out of it. So the low moment that you're going through right now is nowhere near as bad as that low moment. What did you learn from that moment? And what can you learn from this moment right now? And sometimes when we get really stressed, we lose the perspective. We lose the ability to have perspective. And that really helped me. So let me ask you a question. If you're going through a low moment, what can we learn from it right now? Remember all the other low moments that you had? Remember all the other scary times that you had and you found a way out of it? You still have that. You still have that in you. You still have the ability to get out of what you're going through right now. Number six, stay inspired. Find someone who's doing what you want to do. Successful people leave a trail of footprints. As the quote states, lives of great people remind us we can make our lives subline and departing leave behind footprints in the sand of time. Every successful person leaves a footprint on how they did it. That's why I try to call things the blueprint, right? I try to give you the blueprint. I try to give you as much as you know, information that I can, because I want you to win. I really want you to win. So find someone who's doing what you what you want to do and just, you know, study under them. You know, look at if they have a book, read their book. If they have the podcast, listen to their podcast, find their work, listen to their stories, and then find where you are on their story. When I was 25, 26, I was really hard on myself because I'm like, oh my God, I'm not like yo Elliot. Oh my God, I'll never be like Paul Check. I'll never be like these guys, right? And um, and then my girlfriend's like, yo, babe, what you're not thinking about is where was Yo Elliot when he was 26? And where was Paul Check when he was 26? And I'm like, oh wow, I never thought about it like that. So what I started to do is I started to say, Oh wow, when I was 26, and sometimes you don't want to compare yourself all the time. It's not healthy, but perspective. Say if I find myself a place where your Elliot was at and he was more successful than me at that time, then I want to see what he did around. I, I try to find what I can relate to around that time of the age or the time of what he did to learn from him and apply what he applied, right? So sometimes on your road to, you know, to success, find a mentor or find someone who's doing what you want to do 
or who inspires you and then find things you can relate to. And as you find things you can relate to, what you can do from there is it gives you hope and gives you inspiration. So one of the things that gave me hope was I think Yo Elliot's channel blew up when he was 32. And then my stuff started to grow big when I was 28. And I was like, okay, I'm four years. So maybe by the time I'm 32, you know, I'm 29 now. So maybe three years from now, I would be, you know, at the level or kind of where yo, El, you, you, it was just like a nice little blueprint for me to, a roadmap for me to have, you know, something to connect to. Number seven, number seven is probably my, I mean, I love all these. I took time to write these out and, um, and, and really think from experience, but number seven, you must believe my friend, you must believe. I want to remind you that faith and fear are both invisible. One is generated by negativity while the other is positive. You have the free will to believe either, but you have to understand the mind only has space for one. So why not allow faith and belief to be our foundation? The reason has a significant effect on the body. The body responds to whatever the mind believes. In science, we call this the placebo effect. This effect can help or hurt people. It can hurt you if you're constantly driven by fear, and it will help you if you're always positive, even when things are hard. So the placebo effect is it's, it, it creates the emotional state and then the physiological state of how your body really responds to things. Okay, so I think I spoke about this before, but, you know, some military people, the highest CIA, FBI agents, they, they before they go out into the real world of trying to, you know, save you know, situations and scary situations of criminals, they're trained under really high stress. And then they're subconsciously built under that. So by the time they put in those perspectives, they're grounded. So what I'm saying to you is if I'm driven, I try to make my subconscious mind so positive that nothing can get in my way. I had a client the other day. <clears throat> she said, Nick, you're always so positive. <laughs> Saying that you're always so positive, so you have so much energy all the time. And I said, is that bothering you? She was like, no, it's not bothering me. She's like, but I just don't know how you do it. And then I said, um, I said, it's a, it's subconscious in me now. It is subconscious. I when you train your mind to be positive all the time, it becomes automatic. And then don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe this, blah blah blah. But then I have to stop. And then immediately look at what can I learn from that. So the consequences of, you know, my last year, you won't believe how much money I've lost. I'm just being honest with you. Through just weird experiences. I think the universe wanted to teach me a really life lesson. It's called, um, you know, I was talking to Sahara Rose about it on her podcast. And she said, Nate, you just went through Saturn return in astrology. We call it Saturn return. So I looked more into it. And basically, you, you, go through the, you go through some real deep life lessons at 28 and 29 to teach you on how to build a better formula for the next 30 years. And what was hard for me is that I noticed that I never I take the best causes to have the best effects, cause and effect. And no matter what, I was just getting back the craziest consequences of my life. Like one of them. I'll tell you one of them. I was 
in 2020, as you know, the housing market was insane. Okay. I just brought a dog that was a, um, a European Doberman. I got him from Russia. Okay. And, um, you get it for those that have this type of dog, you know, that you, you know, you'll start to learn that you can't actually rent houses with these dogs. These dogs are really like people don't like renting houses with these type of dogs. Right. And like German shepherds, Dobermans, et cetera. So I got it from a great breeder. I got it from, he was a champion bloodline. And I talked to the owner of the house that I was renting in the Calabasas area. And I said, Hey, listen, I'm going to get a dog. Our lease is coming up. Are, are you interested in doing another lease or you are going to sell? Because at this time, everybody's getting at least 30 or 40% of profit off their houses. If you, you know, so this person bought the house for around like, let's just say 800,000, but was going to sell it for one point, had the opportunity to sell for 1.2, right? So he said, no, Nate, we love you guys. We don't want to sell. Uh, we would love to do another lease with you. And I'm like, all right, great. So I went in and I said, hey, listen, I'm going to get this dog uh, for these reasons or whatever. He said, Nate, no problem. Everybody loves you in the neighborhood. Um, we don't see a problem with the dog. I said, okay. So I, I got the dog. I purchased the dog from your Europe. Okay. Let's just talk about, I'm not even going to tell you how much money I spent on this dog, but it was a gift to myself. It was my dream dog. Okay. I had two dream dogs, a Doberman or a Kane Corso. And I already have two doodles. I have a golden doodle and an Austin doodle at home. So I sat there and I brought the dog. The dog was on its way. Everything was good. I'm on my way to Vegas because one of the my clients, he's uh, he's performing in the festival days of Vegas. We go down there. It is like 105 degrees. And I was waiting. Me and all the VIP could not get in because the week before that, the Travis Scott situation went down at his concert. So security was really tight. So long story short. I was waiting for like four hours to get in. And I told myself, if I wait 20 more minutes, I'm leaving. So as I'm standing there, I get a phone call by my girlfriend. And she said, babe, I said, yes. She said, the owner just called me. He, and this is, we're about to renew the next day on our lease. He said, he's selling the house. We have 30 days to find a place to live. Now I have a gym of equipment, I probably like $25,000 worth of gym equipment. I built a whole studio, boutique studio in my backyard. We had a detached garage, two, two car garage. I had people come in, we put professional gym mats down. Everything that a regular boutique studio had, I had in my backyard because I was training a lot of celebrity clients and you know, regular people that would come in, I'll have them come in, they have their own private entrance. It was beautiful. And then I have a European Doberman. My grandfather just died when he died. I, 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 his car was in a shop and I ended up taking the responsibility for that car, but there was a bill due on that. It was in 1968, which cost me a lot of money. And now I have to move. So all these things happen back to back. And I was trying to stay positive. At the same time, I received the news in 110 degree weather, sweating, couldn't get in with the VIP, just drove four and a half hours to Vegas. So I decided you know what? I'm not getting this VIP. I'm out. As soon as I get in a car and I'm 20 minutes away from the venue, they call me and say, Hey, we got your tickets to come inside. I'm like, I'm going home. I end up going home and I had 30 days to look. Now my Doberman just came. I'm looking as I'm looking, my credit score is amazing. My partner's credit score is amazing. 
we didn't want to buy a house because we weren't sure if we wanted to stay in Los Angeles for that long. So we wanted to rent for another year and give it a try. So while we're moving around, we will go see, you know, some nice, you know, some nice houses to rent. Remember, I'm running a business out of the house, so they need to know that. They need to know your, your, your credit, your income. We checked every box. Then we show them the two doodles, the golden doodle and the Aussie doodle. And everybody is like, oh, my God, they're beautiful. Yes, yes. The owner said you can have them. And then I say, all right, there's one thing. And they say, what is that? And I said, I got a Doberman. And they say, no, sorry, we can't do. So we probably went all over L.A. every day for three weeks straight, driving from Calabasas to Silver Lake to West Hollywood to Sherman Oaks to Studio City everywhere. Now, if you live in L.A., you know, going from Calabasas to Silver Lake should be about 30 minutes, but you're going to be, it's going to be about an hour and a half because of traffic. So as I'm doing that, there were times I had to take the Doberman with me and keep him in the car because he's traumatized by being in a crate because his travel throughout the, um, you know, coming to America, the crate traumatized him. And I didn't want that for him. He will cry. He will go crazy berserk. So it was one of the most difficult times of my life because not only I had to find someone to live, but I was missing out on so much business because I, I was driving around LA looking for a house to live in. I'm giving you that example because this was a time when I noticed that the positive Nate was, I had so much stress on me from every angle that it was hard to stay positive, but I stood, I had faith that something will work. And I came across a guy in his house that I was extremely, it was right in Sherman Oaks, North Hollywood area. That was who loved my dog, who loved us. And he was one of the, he was the best landlord I've ever had. And it worked out, right? But I had to build the gym all over again because he had a garage that wasn't fully done. So the, you know, building that cost me 15,000. Building the gym, it, it just, I lost so much money during this last year. Why am I telling you that? Because I'm not giving you seven steps on how to overcome things after failing because I read a book. I'm giving you these seven steps because as great as things may look, I just had one of the hardest years of my life. So I write these things from the heart. I speak to you from the heart and I really want to help you. So this is coming from experience throughout my whole life. But it's fresh off my heart because I felt like I failed at a lot of things I was aiming for this year. But I had to learn how to forgive myself and I had to learn the life lessons that came with it. And then I had to create a new image in my mind of who I'm becoming. And that's how you, you can make these things happen. Now, I hope most of you, some of you take advantage of the special that I'm doing because I would love to meet you in person. We had a workshop that happened earlier this year, um, a couple months ago that we sold out, and it was one of the best times that I had this year. That was one of the good things that happened. A lot of great things happened this year, but I had the polarity of a lot of bad things happening. I had to learn both, right? So remember, the Be Great Manate Academy should be coming out in a couple of weeks. It has courses walking you through everything from how to fix your digestion, how to fix your back pain, to how everything is connected, to how to uh, go through the zones and heal the zones of the body through emotional trauma or things, in, uh, you know, uh, inflammation of um, organs, um, how to build. I'm combining 
I'm going to be combining how to build your dream into green. That was going to be a separate program. I'm putting that in the Be Great Renate um, Academy as well. So be on the lookout for that. But the good thing is you'll be able to get the Be Great Renate Academy, turn your dreams into green, and a workshop all for the price of the workshop. So if you're interested, send your number, your name, and location. Email it to us at nate at begreatrenate.com. And I will call you personally. Right now, we have six slots left. We're going to have 12 people. We have four people already taking up the slots. I made an announcement yesterday on TikTok because people asked me, when's the next time you're going to do a workshop? I was like, I don't know. I was thinking about either January or February. And then I started taking votes and everybody said February. And I was like, okay, how many of you are really serious and want to do this? A lot of people said, I do. I said, okay, if you're serious, email me. And I will book the spot now and we'll have, I'll book the office and we'll be, you know, with the, we'll have, you know, we'll be on the Hudson River. You'll have the view of New York City and I will make this happen. So I had six people contact me out of the six. We accepted four and we have someone, we have people coming from all over the, the country. We have, you know, we may have one person come from outside the country coming in. So now for those that are overseas that can't make it in, um, we're, we'll try our best this year to do something like an online workshop. But as of right now, February, at the end of February, if you're interested in this workshop, email us, Nate at Be Great with Nate. Your name, phone number, I'll be personally calling you. I hope today's podcast has helped you. I think throwing in some personal stories may inspire you a little more. I hope so. And just remember, today's another day. It's a great day to be you, baby. Why not? It's a great day to be you. There's only one of you that is created ever in this universe. Your fingerprint will never be repeated. So stop looking outside yourself, thinking that you can't help you. You can. It starts with you. Leave a comment if you can. I love everybody leaving the ratings. You're helping me. And um, let's have a great, 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 great weekend and week. Peace. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope the show gave you valuable information. If you did, take a screenshot, post it on social media, like your Instagram story or someone your social and tag me. I will definitely get back to you. I really appreciate the love. Or you can easily just leave a rating or a review if you have the time. You don't understand how much those little things right there help me push this show to get more people like you to listen. If you want more Be Great With Nate, you can head over to BeGreatWithNate.com and I'll meet you there. Until next time, peace.